and welcome to the Nutrition by Samantha podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, nutritionist who is on a mission to cut through the nutrition confusion and help you become the healthiest version of you. In this podcast, you'll find expert advice on all things binge and emotional eating, sustainable fat loss, sports nutrition, and all things in between. I hope you leave each episode inspired and empowered to make smarter eating choices. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to another podcast. So in this episode today, we'll be talking about what to do when you hit your maintenance weight with your calorie intake and also how should you be tracking progress? So they will probably blend into each other. They'll be quite similar, but I think you will find this episode really valuable because these are questions I get asked a lot, especially about what to do when you hit maintenance calories. I think when people start they can see actually like a clear, um, what's the word, like a clear progression and they can see how they're going to be getting to their goal. And so they can picture themselves at their goal and they're like, okay, so once I get to my goal, then what? Which is great. And it's great that I suppose my clients feel so excited and empowered to be able to get to their, their goal as well. So I will preface by saying that my husband is playing Call of Duty. So if you hear anything in the background, it's probably him talking to whoever's on the other side on his headphones. <laughs> I told him to keep quiet while I record this, but we will see. And also my dog in the background walking around. So <laughs> tune out to the background noise and we should hopefully get through this episode. So I hope you've all had a really good week and you've all been really well with your nutrition and going well with your nutrition and keeping on top of that. Um, each week I know is a challenge and especially when you're starting out with this, whether you're in the first couple of years or you've been doing this for multiple years, it can get really challenging to continuously stay on top of your nutrition, especially with Easter passing. I found many clients have said there's just so much chocolate in the house that they're still trying to get through and eat at like a reasonable rate and not overdo it with the chocolate. <laughs> so if that's you, I am with you with that as well. There's just so much chocolate in the house. And I just want to out like it, pick on it like every single day. And it's like, oh God, I just want it gone. And I don't want to do what most people do when they don't want it in the house and just eat it all, make them feel sick and then just be happy that it's out of the house. I think I'd just rather just throw it all out because it's just ridiculous. The amount we got this Easter, considering we did nothing much for Easter. (laughs) Very odd. So let's get into my weekly recommendation, first of all, and it is the frozen Stegels turkey. So if I look it up, turkey... You can get it from Coles or you can get it from the Woolies supermarket. And I got it this week for my lunches. Oh, sorry, last week for my lunches. And um, it's pretty much, yeah, like a, a turkey roast that you just chuck in the oven and then you can just slice up and have a couple of slices with your lunch or your dinner and then pair it with some sort of carbohydrate. So whether that is like rice or potatoes or something like that, just to, you know, Add some variety to your protein source um, that you're usually having. So I find not many people have this and it is quite a good option. And then obviously you pair it also with your vegetables too, whether it's a salad or some cooked veggies. So the reason why it's my recommendation for the week is not just because it's a protein source, but also because it is a lean protein source too. So with 100 grams of the frozen turkey breast, you get 20.2 grams of protein with 100 calories. That is 
insane and it is also so filling as well so yeah like if you're chopping up 100 grams of turkey breast that's only 100 calories and 20 grams of protein so quite easily you could fit in 200 calories worth of turkey into your diet and give yourself 40 grams of protein that is incredible it is also low in saturated fat so this makes it a great option for those who have high cholesterol and still want to get in a decent source of protein. So yeah, that is my recommendation. You can get the Steggles or the Ingham's brand at your Coles or Willies in the frozen section. So that is my recommendation. I love it. Uh, it tastes so good. And it, yeah, it's just something different to break it up from the, you know, the usual chicken or red meat type options. All right. So getting into today's topic of what to do once we want to maintain our weight. So we reach what we want to maintain and now we don't know how to sort of go about our daily life um, and not continue to lose weight or gain weight back at the same time. So it can be very challenging. So a lot of the times when we're in uh, we're in a, like the weight loss phase. We are in a calorie deficit, right? So just say you get to your goal of reaching 60 kilograms as a just a general random goal. Okay, so you get to 60 kilograms and you don't want to lose any more weight. You want to stay at that 60 kilograms. What I recommend do you do first is to continue to eat how you've been eating and if you find you continue to lose weight so you get to 58 59 kilos and you don't want to be that low then what i would recommend you do is slowly start to increase your calorie intake very very slowly so just say you're eating i don't know you will say 1700 calories okay and um, on 1700 calories you are still losing weight and you're getting to 58 59 kilos and you want to stick to 60 kilos what I'd recommend you do is increase it. So start eating 18 or 1850 calories and see how your weight changes from there. If you find you're still losing weight, then I would recommend you increase it to maybe 1950 to 2000 calories and see how your weight goes from there. If you find you get to, you know, eight, like 1900 to 2000 calories and you start to maintain your weight, that's when you know that is your maintenance calories. So when you know that's your maintenance calories, then what I'd recommend you do is really practice eating 2000 calories each day. You're going to maintain your activity level to what you're doing previously, but now you've got to learn how to eat that little bit more so that you can maintain your weight at 60 kilograms. Because if you continue to eat at 1,700 calories like you did before, you might get to 54, 53 kilograms before you actually start to plateau and stop losing weight. And for a lot of people, that just will be way too low, right? So if your happy weight is 60 kilograms, um, you've got to start increasing and see where you start to see your weight loss stop or where you see a slight weight gain happen. So just say you started eating 2000 calories and then you notice your weight creeping up to 61, 62. Maybe that's when you drop it down to 1800 to 1850 and see how that goes. And you just got to like figure out what that maintenance calories is for yourself. So that's why I recommend going up slowly. So if you're starting at 1700 calories, like I mentioned before, slowly increasing 
so that you can see where your weight loss stops and when you start to maintain your weight. When you know that number, start practicing eating at that number because this is where you want to maintain for your rest of your life. So you need to start learning how to eat at this number. So it can be quite challenging and difficult to do because a lot of the times once we hit our goal, people start to lighten up on their calorie deficit and they start being more flexible because they've reached their goal. But what that can also happen is you can start gaining weight back because you've let like you let your what's what's the saying? You let your foot off the pedal. Yeah. Like you let your foot off the pedal and then you start slowly gaining that weight back. So once you hit your goal, there's still work to be done because we need to now figure out what your maintenance is and how to make sure you are staying at your maintenance calories for a prolonged period of time until that maintenance number becomes your natural sort of weight that you maintain. I hope that makes sense. Um, If I was to use an example of myself, so what could also happen is you could be in a calorie deficit, say you started your weight at 70 kilos and then you put yourself in a calorie deficit and you started eating just say 1700 calories. These numbers are just completely made up. So don't take it seriously with what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So just say you're in a calorie deficit, you started eating 1700 calories, you're losing weight consistently and you hit your goal of 60 kilos. You're happy with where you're at. You love how you look in the mirror. You're feeling good, feeling confident. You don't want to lose any more weight. What you might also find is that once you hit your goal weight, that your body starts to plateau. That could happen too. So therefore, you don't need to figure out what your maintenance calories are because you've reached your maintenance calories as you reached your goal. So that could happen too. And that happens for many people as well. Also with that, I think a lot of the time why this happens as well is because like I said before once you hit your goal you are more um, likely to start you know having a few extra things here and there um, and then you're sort of at maintenance anyway you might still be pretty strict with what you're having but maybe be more flexible and having a little bit more added things in your diet so you start to reach your your maintenance calories that way which is I think probably the best situation to be in if you reach your your goal target of weight and then your your weight plateaus at that weight that is awesome because you don't have to learn anything different about portion sizes you can stick with the same portion sizes it makes it a whole lot easier but obviously you don't know this is going to happen until you actually get there like I don't even know if that would happen for clients once once they get there we have to figure that out like I said if we find that they're still losing weight then we've got to increase the food intake so similar to if we find that a client isn't losing weight we need to reduce the the food intake. So that is what to do once you hit your goal um, and you want to start maintaining your weight. Now, the second part of this episode is on how to track progress. Hey, this is a super quick interruption to tell you about my new program, The NBS Method. After working one-on-one with over 400 people on their weight loss journey, I have developed my own unique formula and method to help clients get from restriction, binge and emotional eating, self-sabotaging behavior, and having no idea what actually works for weight loss to feeling in control, confident, knowing how to deal with their triggers, becoming a more mindful eater, knowing how to eat for fat loss, and finally seeing the weight loss results that they're after. This five-month nutrition coaching program will show you how to lose weight in a sustainable way, stop overeating, 
reduce binge and emotional eating, and finally, feeling in control over your eating rather than food having control over you. Within the first few weeks, you'll start to feel lighter, healthier, more confident, and energized. You'll be in control over how much you're eating, you'll understand your triggers for emotional and binge eating, and you know you've learned the necessary steps to maintain your new healthy lifestyle. I'm so confident that you will gain so much value out of this program. And by the end of the five months, you will know exactly what you need to do moving forward to continue to see the results you're after or maintain your weight loss results. If this is exactly what you need right now, head to the link in the show notes to book your no obligation phone call to see if it's the right fit for you. Okay, let's get back into the episode. Now, there are many ways to track your progress. There is physical um, and also fitness and your medical as well. So I'll go through them all on how to track progress and what my recommendations are for you. So first, I suppose it is important to know what your goals are in the first place. So if your goal is to lose weight, then we know, okay, we need to track things by measurements weighing yourself, etc., etc. If your goal is just to, not just, if your goal is to just improve your overall health, then we really, really need to take into consideration lots of different aspects of progress, not just how you look in the mirror. So we'll go through all of them. Now, physically, first to start, we'll start off with physically. So how you look in the mirror, your weight, etc. So obviously weighing yourself is a really good way to track progress. So it's up to you how you prefer to track your progress with your with the scales. It is a really touchy um, subject where it can lead to more stress in somebody's weight loss journey. And some people use it to hold themselves accountable. So my recommendations is honestly different for every client as to what to do. Some clients I say just do it once a month. Some clients I say once a week and some clients I say every day. So it really is different. So if you are a client that I tell to tell to do once a month weighing themselves is probably the type of person that hates stepping on the scales. It ruins their day. They find it demotivates them rather than motivates them. So for those people, I always say just weigh yourself once a day just to make sure we are just staying on top of things. But also it's not going to be stressful for them or be like something that they feel really anxious about because if you are doing all the right things the weight will take care of itself and sometimes it's not accurate what's on the scales and if you're going to be tracking progress and you see oh you've got your period and then you weigh yourself and it's up a lot of clients can be like stuff it I'm not seeing results and it just ruins their progress so for those type of clients I say just do it once a month and I tell them the particular time of their menstrual cycle as to when to do it for clients I um, see sometimes I'll tell them to weigh once a week and when they weigh once a week it's just a good indication that the scales are tracking downwards now when you do weigh yourself once a week you do need to pick a day of the week that suits your lifestyle so for example if you are a social butterfly and you go out on the weekends one or two times I wouldn't recommend weighing yourself on the weekend or on the Monday morning. What I'd recommend you do is weigh yourself on the Friday morning. That way you've got a good solid week of eating behind you and then you weigh yourself and then you can see what a true reflection would be without having to worry about any water weight that may have happened during, during the 
um, weekend if you did it on a Monday. So that is another way to track. Always on an empty stomach first thing in the morning, mostly naked after you go to the toilet is when is the best time to weigh yourself. Now for the clients who I recommend to weigh every day, honestly, it's only a select few clients and I usually won't recommend it at all unless the client says that that works for them. And then I'm like, okay, let's do that. So the people that weigh themselves every day are usually the type of client that finds the scales motivating. So they find when they step on the scales, they they see what the progress is. Then if it's not as good as what they hoped or they notice the scale is slightly up, it motivates them to stay on track that day. If they step on the scales and find that they've lost weight, it continues to motivate them to continue on with what they're doing. So regardless what the number says, they find it motivating, they find it's a way to stay in check for themselves. And honestly, not many clients prefer to do this because it can become obsessive with the scales. And that's something I always say to clients. If you find it's starting to ruin your day or it's not working for you, stop doing it because there's only a few people that can really cope with weighing themselves every day without it really affecting them. Just like I mentioned before, we want to be mostly naked or wearing the exact same clothes as when we first weighed ourselves. Obviously no shoes on, empty stomach, first thing in the morning. Don't do it at night because then you've eaten. Food weighs, you know, an amount. And if you're eating it, that weight is in your stomach, which is going to show on the scales. Always remember that this number on the scales is a reflection of everything that is literally on top of the scale so your hair if you've gone to the toilet and or you haven't gone to the toilet and done a bowel movement that will show on the scales everything shows so by being really consistent um with when you weigh yourself and the time of the day can really really help Also, just say you always weigh yourself at night, you could have eaten a different amount of food the day that you weigh yourself to the last time or a different type of food, which can impact the scale weight as well. For example, if you have more carbohydrates in your diet, that can make you weigh more because of the water weight. So different things like that can really impact it. Um, It's always important to remember that if you don't have a lot of weight to lose or you are strength training that sometimes we can be losing body fat but it not be shown on the scales so don't take the scale number as gospel and rather my second point start taking body measurements this is another way to track progress and another way i get my clients to track their progress too so i recommend taking a few different uh, measurements so around the chest so i always recommend clients use their nipple as a line as to how to measure their chest um, that also would measure your back as well hips so or sorry waist I should say so I always say use your belly button as a guide and go around your belly button um, hips if you're standing in front of the mirror look for the widest part of your hips and measure around there if you want to do your thighs what I would either recommend you do is uh have your hands by your side and wherever your fingertips touch that is where you measure otherwise looking in the mirror look for the widest part of your thigh which is usually your upper thigh and measure around there you can also measure around your arms if you like with your arms i would recommend looking for some sort of beauty spot and measuring around there so that way you know you're getting the same spot each time otherwise you don't really have any spots or anywhere to know that you're going to measure in the exact same spot i'd probably just not wait not measure around your arms altogether 
So there's a few um, measurement points you can you can do to track your progress. I think taking weight and measurements are super important because you have no idea how often a client's measurements would come down, but their weights go up. And I think having seen your measurements go down is such a true indication of your progress because that is physically the size of your body that is coming down rather than just the weight, which can measure so many different things. Another way to measure progress can be through taking progress photos. Sometimes, like I mentioned before, with weight and measurements, the same thing can happen with photos. You can see no changes in your weight on the scales, but you find that your progress photos look a hell of a lot different. So by taking a progress photo, I think no more than once, so no less than once a month. Like you don't need to be taking progress photos every week. You're not going to notice a huge difference, I don't think. If you take it once a month or once every couple of months, that's when you'll notice the biggest changes uh, because it can be really hard to notice any changes in photos if you're doing it very frequently. So do it once a month if you're going to do it. Um, But what you might even notice is changes in the way your body is shaped. So I find that happens a lot with clients is they notice that clothes start fitting differently and like they feel like their the clothes are hanging on them differently to where they usually are. Just excuse Ava. Um, I think a doggy is walking by and how dare a dog walk by our house. Um, so that's another way to to measure progress. I personally don't tell clients to take photos not because I don't think that they're valuable. It's just, I know a lot of my clients are really upset about where they're at and taking progress photos is really hard for them to do. And um, if they want to, I'm sure that they would would want, would want take photos if that's something they want to do. But I don't ask for photos or, um, yeah, I just don't ask them to send me photos of themselves because, oh, I don't know, I I've done that sort of stuff before where I've, People have asked me for progress photos when I've done programs and things, and I just feel really uncomfortable taking photos and sending it to someone. You don't know where the photos are going or what they're using them for. So yeah, it's it's up to the client really. Um, it's a bit of a hard one because as a nutritionist, the easiest way to get more clients or more people into into your programs is by progress photos. Um, when people see that it works with other people, they are more likely to want to start as well. But it's just something I feel a bit iffy about. And the only progress photos you'll see on my page are ones where the client has taken them on their own accord and then sent them to me at the end of their program. And then I always ask for permission before I post them. Um, but it's not something I've asked them to take before and afters for and then um, used as my advertising. It's definitely something that they've sent to me on their own accord and then I decide from there. So yes, that's another way you can take photos. The next can be your fitness. So I think this is a really great way to track your progress. Not only, you know, your endurance like cardio, but also your strength as well, because that can vastly increase when you start eating right. So what are some ways you can test your fitness? If you're going to the gym, are you increasing strength each time you go to the gym? Or at least every second week, do you notice your weight's increasing? Because if not, firstly, you've got to think about, are you actually pushing yourself to try and 
lift more each week? Like, are you progressively overloading or are you just using the same way and just hoping for the best? Because if you are going to the gym, you lift the same weights, you're probably leaving some room in the tank for more. But if you are genuinely going to absolute max every single week, you know you cannot push any more weight and you're not increasing your your weight on the bar or on the equipment, that's when you need to look at your diet and make me see, okay, where do I need to improve my diet so that I can start increasing in strength? Cardio fitness. So if you go to the gym and you're doing cardio, a way to do like to track your endurance or your your cardio fitness would be to see maybe how long you can run for or what your heart rate is like throughout your run, how you feel after your run. So so many different ways you can track your your cardio fitness. Um, you could also do like uh, I. <laughs> I don't know who's actually going to do this, but you could do a beep test and see how long you can last on a beep test. Uh, I feel like that just gives me PTSD though from high school and being like one of the, either the first few out or the one that's still going, that wasn't me, but I think I was, I tried to push through so it wasn't the last, the first one out, but yeah, that's a, a way you can trust, test your cardio fitness, but whatever you're doing in the gym or whatever activity you do, are, are you feeling good after your sessions? Do you find you can get through your sessions easier find you getting fitter, stronger, more flexible. That is all signs of progress. So don't forget that too. It's not just physical. So how do I track my progress? Um, My progress, I track through my strength. So am I getting stronger each week? If I find I have a shithouse week with getting stronger, I really take a look at what my diet was like. Was I consistent with eating? Am I eating enough food? Am I eating enough protein? What's going on? Am I eating enough carbohydrates? Where, what gaps am I missing in my diet and why, and how is that impacting my strength? I personally love to do a deadlift. I love deadlifts. So when I do deadlifts, I'm always looking to progress in weight, whether it's just going 1.25 kilograms heavier for one rep. Wherever I can increase my strength, I will try. And deadlifts are a really good way to test that for me. And I'm also really trying to do that with bench press as well because I am weak as shit when it comes to bench press. Um, Some weeks, if I've had a a day before where I didn't eat the best or a week where I didn't eat as well as I usually do, I notice it hugely with my bench press because it's such a hard lift for me to do. I, yeah, I notice straight away, like sometimes I can only bench press the bar and then sometimes I can put 2.5 kilos on each side, but that's pretty much the most that I can do at the moment. So yeah, that's another way to track your progress. I love doing strength training. I'm also trying to do some more cardio in my sessions just because I notice when I'm going to the gym, I'm really not getting my heart rate up too high. And I know getting your heart rate up is so important for your overall cardiovascular health. So I need to start doing that. I'm just doing some HIIT training. So like I mentioned it on my Instagram stories, but what I do is I'll set up my timer. So I've mentioned it on this podcast before. You can get an interval timer app, literally called interval timer. Um, and I set it up for 10 rounds of 40 seconds of work with 20 seconds rest. I try to go as hard as I can for that 40 seconds and then rest or just slow down for that 20 seconds and then do that 10 times over. And it's a good 10 minute session. Um, and you can do it multiple times on different equipment. 
All right, and the last way you can measure progress is through medical tests. So just say you're on your weight loss journey, but you've also got some high cholesterol, high blood pressure, or type 2 diabetes, you can really track in progress through your, your medical tests. So maybe at the start, tracking your, your blood pressure, seeing where it's at, do three months really working on your health and then tracking your blood pressure from there. Same with high cholesterol or if you're working on any nutrient deficiencies, you can, you know, for example, get your iron tested and your vitamin D tested at the start and then do it another three months and track where it's at. That can be a really good way to track progress too. Um, obviously that is quite specific to the person and you would need to have some sort of ailment you need um, help with fixing first to be able to track with all that stuff because if you don't have anything wrong with yourself like you don't have high blood pressure high cholesterol you're not going to be testing it like what's the point so yep that is another way you can track progress Okay, and the last way you can track your progress is through behavior change. So this is very common for my clients and more so common than if they're tracking their weight or their measurements because they are more focused on the behavior change and are they actually changing their behaviors each week. So a common thing I see from clients that they use to track their progress is just eating consistently. It's really hard to do. So one of my clients were like, yeah, I was okay, but I skipped my lunch a couple of times or I skipped my dinner a couple of times or I didn't have brekkie, I didn't have time for breakfast. And that's what they used to track their progress. So how well did they eat during the week? Did they Were they consistently eating? Or how many coffees did they have out during a week? Or not that I'm against coffee, you would know that if you follow me on Instagram, but if you're having too many milky coffees, it's going to impact your progress. Other ways you could track is how often were you having pieces of fruit or vegetables in your meal? How much water were you drinking? This is a huge one. Some people are like, I did really well this week, but my water was down. And then that is what they're using as their, to track their progress for next time is how much water are they drinking? Because water is hard to get into. Having just a healthy lifestyle in general can be hard. I mean, you've got to work, you've got to eat, you've got to exercise, sleep, stress management, all that stuff. You've got to play into factor. And yeah, water intake is one of them that can be quite challenging. So making sure we're getting enough water in is super important. Um, And yeah, one that my clients usually struggle with. But um, yeah, if they find that they've had a tough week, they'll be like, yeah, I didn't get enough water in this week. Try again next week. So that's another way you can track your progress is how consistent are you week in, week out, every week. So that will bring us to the end of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I want you to remember that progress is not usually immediately visible. You might might notice progress because you're consistently eating well each week and that's your progress that you notice, but you're not yet seeing it in the mirror. So don't be too hard on yourself if this is you. Really focus on your behavior. Each week, are you improving with your health? Because that is really what is going to set you apart from anyone else trying to improve their health. Not that you're comparing to anyone else, but really what set what I find sets people apart from success or not is just their consistency with eating well and exercising and just doing all the things they need to do and getting it done and not giving themselves an excuse as to why they can't do it. They just get up and they do it just like they get up and they brush their teeth. They get up and they get shit done. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You might think that would find this helpful, but otherwise 
I'm thinking I'm going to start doing this fortnightly because it's I'm struggling to keep up with it. Um, but it'll, it'll definitely come out on a Thursday, whether it's next Thursday or the Thursday after you will be getting another episode. So I hope you have a lovely week. Keep, um, doing what you're doing. Keep moving, keep working towards your goal. If you've had a shit week, a shit month, just keep going. Just get your shit together, get up, get shit done, get it organized for tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Thursday, tomorrow, um, which is Thursday today for you, I guess, and you've had a crap week, pause this episode. Well, you don't need to pause it now. It's the end. Get up, go to the shops, get what you need to start things again tomorrow or your next meal. Just don't give up on yourself. If you're struggling, please don't give up on yourself. You need to keep going and you need to keep doing it because that's the only way you're going to get to where you're going to be. And you need to believe that you are worth it as well. And you're worth the effort. So please keep going. All right. That is it from me. Have a lovely week and I shall chat to you soon. Bye-bye.